0: It's the Duval Hot Takes Podcast, starring Sean Daly.
1: I don't know what to do here, big dog. <laughs> you take me seriously. <laughs> Pat Smith. 48 crystals. No cheese. Yeah. No pickle. Yeah. Extra mustard.
0: Yeah. With Taylor Smith and Devin May. How's that go?
2: Oh, that was it. Here we go! Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Duval Hot Takes podcast, your favorite podcast for Jacksonville Jaguars football. My name is Taylor Smith. I am your moderator for the show. I am joined by your host, Sean Daly. Yeah, 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 let's go. Pat Smith. On to next week. And Facts and Stats man, Devin Mabe. I am indeed here. Well, in our season prediction, neither Pat nor Sean had this Chiefs at Jags game as a Jaguars win. If you listen to last week's episode, the overall feeling was, let's keep it close. This is a benchmark game. Let's prove that we can at least hold them accountable. And while we did keep them under 20 points, at the end of the day, 17 to 9 just doesn't feel good. I think Trevor Lawrence said it best in the postgame, several opportunities in the red zone, and just couldn't get a single touchdown. It's frustrating. Honestly, that might be the most upset I've seen him. Let's see if our host had that same frustration today. We'll start with Sean. Sean, how would you describe your feelings after this game? Very
1: disappointed. This is like, man... That this is like sex on prom night. You know what I mean? It's just not what you thought it was going to be. You know what I'm saying? You thought it was going to be this, you know, great ride. Thought it was going to be magical. And you thought everybody was going to have a good time. Nope. Nope. The good stuff lasted way too little and the bad stuff's going to stick with you for a while. All right. We didn't score a touchdown. Jaguars, Man, we, uh, 35, give me 35, 31, give me 28 to 24. Give me something like that. Don't give me a game where your defense holds the chief to 17 points and you'll lose by eight. Like, don't give me that world, man. I needed to be able to count on this offense to score points all year for me to feel nice and cozy. I've had a nice and cozy offseason just thinking about my head coach and my franchise quarterback and all these weapons and knowing and believing and counting on the fact that this team's going to put up points every week. And then week two against the Kansas City Chiefs, whose defense is okay. We're putting up nine points at home, dude. I am so devastated, man. I I am ruined, bro. I never had us winning this game, but I didn't have us losing like that. I didn't have the defense playing out of their minds, and the offense giving them nothing. Like the every member of the offense should have, man. You y'all gotta y'all gotta give something to the defense there because the defense played out of their minds, way past their threshold of talent, just to keep that team down to where they are, they hold, uh, I'm sorry, when you hold Patrick Ronald to 17 points, you got to win every time. And it's unacceptable, man. You can't get down to the four, snap it to the five, and run read option. That's not what we're doing. That can't be what we do moving forward. We cannot go for it on fourth and 12 when we're down eight because what what was that? I. I, Man, I don't know. I don't want to think about it. I don't want... Just shout out to the defense. Defense play great. On to the next. We're on to Houston. All right? We We had this as an L. It's just not the kind of L we wanted, but we're wearing it anyways, and there's no trap game now. You can't say trap game. If you lose two games in a row now, it's because we're going through adversity a little early. All right, you cause this ain't a trap game. We're not looking ahead to London. We need to beat Houston. We gotta put something good out there. I had to wash my taste out of my mouth from this game. Where Zay Jones didn't have a catch. Where Calvin Ridley, you know, had only two or three catches. I'm not gonna lie to you. I got I didn't rewatch the game, guys. I I don't want to go through that again. That was miserable. And I'd like to move on from that and never think about it again. Similarly with prom night. So Pat Smith, my co host go you take it away man i don't even know what to say i don't even know
0: what else to say yeah i mean just like you know prom night you have difficulty scoring sometimes and that's that was exactly what happened this last sunday you can hear into my voice all right i've got the stupid hat backwards sunburn on the forehead <laughs> uh, the voice is gone my knees were crippling in this hundred degree heat and you know you showed up this last sunday with the idea Keep it close. You know, these are still the Super Bowl Chiefs. These are still going to be guys that are going to be in contention for the Super Bowl this year. Keep it close. And then you get there and it's like, wait a minute. We could beat these fuckers. And it came down four times easily that you had an opportunity to score, get ahead, put some distance between you. You should have won this game and not only won it, but won it handedly. You pointed out a defense that was really good. This this past Sunday without Devon Hamilton, without Dewan Smoot. Those are key guys in rotation that were not playing this last weekend. And you kept the giant Travis Kelsey in check relatively. I mean, again, he's going to score his touchdown. But for 26 yards, that's that's a win. That's a win all day long. You kept Pacheco in check. You kept the running stack. Tony Still hasn't recovered from week one. Still hasn't done anything to show that he's worth anything on this team. Had that team. early drive. Had that early drive where he had like three screen catches. Yeah. but other than that, and then he was he checked out for the rest of the game. Uh, defensively, you have pass deflections. You have Rayshawn Jenkins. You have Cisco with the pick. You've got uh, pressure to to Patty Mahomes. You have dare I say it, on Chase on with a sack to I'm, show I'm, for I'm, this I'm, game. I'm, I'm eating. Tally one. We're up one. I'm eating. Defensively as a whole, you probably couldn't have played this game more sound than you did this last Sunday. And again, missing key pieces offensively as a whole. And I'm probably going to catch some flack. And this is not a homer take outside of the one first and one where it should have been three quarterback sneaks. And that should have been the end of it. We just merely did not execute on the passing plays. On the catches, receivers getting one foot in bounds and not dragging that last toe. We've made more circus catches in the last year that would have been harder targets than what they had this last week. So a little on Trevor on ball placement, a little on receivers not knowing where they are in the field, but. I think it was just merely execution. Yes, some of the play calling was bad. As I mentioned that first and one, that's thats three quarterback sneaks. That's three halfback dives. That's I don't care who you have. That's very simple play calling. That's We, we out-schemed ourselves. I don't know why the little trickeration play with Christian Kirk, that was unnecessary. All you had to do was punch it in, get your touchdown, and we're, we're probably calling a different ballgame. Am I... Crying that the sky is falling down? No, no, I'm not even close to that. Like I said, I went in this last Sunday with the expectation that we were going to lose this game on every facet of the game, and we that was just wasn't the case. So, yes, did you have a good shot? Yes, did you have not many opportunities to close the game? Absolutely. Did it happen? No, it's not the end of the world. The offensive line as a whole. Shout out to my buddy Anton on that on that right tackle spot. Buddy was going through it Sunday with Chris Jones going through
1: it. Every member of the offensive line, aside from Walker Little, got bodied. They all gave up three pressures, all of them. Yeah. Well, again,
0: this is a a defensive unit, all right, with with the caliber of being a Super Bowl winning unit. Sneed was a blanket. On, on Calvin Ridley. All day. The guy's got speed. He's a, he's a talented secondary player. He's That's what you're going to get.
1: Talking that shit too early on.
0: And he showed it to you. He showed it to you. The guy, the guy balls. He's a dog. And, and again, but you could fight through that. Christian Kirk still got 110 yards on the other side, which is what makes Calvin Ridley so lethal on this team that not only can he stand on his own two. Okay. And bring you a presence down the field, but he can take attention away from the rest of your ball players. And again, you know, uh, Zay Jones had opportunities. Ridley had opportunities. Execution wasn't there this week. It wasn't there, but you can bet. That last year you lost to the Chiefs. You lost to the Chiefs last week. So help me God, you don't lose to these fuckers ever again this year. If you face the Chiefs, which you probably will in the playoffs. in Kansas City because you lost this one. You better bet your sweet ass you don't lose to these guys again. I will not do it again. You lost off of a technicality the, the last game. You lost because you, you out-schooled yourself this game. You win this game next time. That's it. No excuses. I will not allow Andy Reid to be the troll that, that beats the shit out of us just because he can. I won't do it. Dude, I hate to say it, bro. It
1: seems like a McDaniels-Belichick
0: situation. I won't let it happen. It just
1: seems like the, the, the mentor has the number of the mentee of the Padawan, if you will. It's just Doug Peterson is not ready to match up blow for blow with Andy Reid and take a W down.
0: Yeah, had the opportunity this week.
1: Yeah, 100%. And you could see in the press conference, you could see in his comments, he's pissed, man. I, I, Doug Peterson is very angry with how that game went. He's very upset. It sucks. You know, it's week two. That's That's what I'm going to keep telling myself. It's only week two. It's only week two. It's a long year.
0: Look at the rest of the league, guys. Uh, now again, I'm not trying to make excuses. We've we've put our say in. We've said what we had to say. But look at the rest of the league. Chargers just dropped one to the Titans in overtime. They're 0-2. And if you haven't had an opportunity to watch that Brandon Staley press conference where they mentioned, hey, do you think you're 0-2 because of that Jags game? He he gives you a little Joey Bosa wow, 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 cry, cry boo, boo is me. Uh, this is good quality TV, so get a chance to watch that. Oh and two, Cincinnati. Oh and two. I mean, these are these are powerhouse teams. And Chiefs, even though they beat you one and one, they got a tiebreaker on you now, but one and one. So very much uh, in limbo. This league is looking for a contender. This league is looking for a powerhouse to step up and take charge. So you, hey, Houston, next week we'll get into that. But speaking of O and two teams.
1: Jaguars take charge. Jaguars take charge. And, you know, you brought up the Texans. Let's talk about it. They lost week one. And then week two, they lose again to the Indianapolis Colts. The same Indianapolis Colts we beat the week before. Anthony Richardson in the first quarter looked like he was going to have a fantasy football day of high proportions. He rushes for two touchdowns in the first quarter, like 35 yards. Guy's killing it. But... Like we said in the last podcast, he doesn't have a style of play that is sustainable for that long in the NFL. He has officially played two NFL games and his injury rate is two for two. He got injured against us, got kicked out of the game, and he got injured against them and got kicked out of the game. And did the Texans take advantage? No, they did not. Gardner Minshew did it to him, And CJ Stroud, though, he looked good. It was against cover three shell after, you know, after they took a three score lead there in the second half. CJ Stroud just took what they gave him and compiled some good stats. Good garbage time. Yeah. Hit Nico Collins on some big routes downfield. Uh, Damian Pierce has been quiet all year, which scares me. Uh, That defense has been uh, exposed and it's supposed to be a D'Amico Ryan's tough nose defense with Jalen Petrie and Derek Stingley and Will Anderson jr. Who you traded up for all those guys. And they're kind of quiet right now. So you're hoping to run that back. You're copy and paste. Can you stay quiet? We're going to establish ourselves as still the number one team in the AFC South. Just because we can't beat the Chiefs doesn't mean we can't beat up on you, Mm -hmm. little old Houston Texans. Mm -hmm. So big brother's got to shove little brother down, make a statement. I'm talking three-score victory this week. I'm talking Texans never in the game. I'm not talking... We better not be in court. Four minutes left in quarter two and we're trying to put up a touchdown for the first time. That better not fucking happen. If if the defense plays half as well as they did against Patty Mahomes, the Houston Texans will score negative points somehow on Sunday. I need a really good game. It's not it's not time to hit the panic button yet. But if we if the Texans sneak one out and fucking beat us and the Jaguars don't execute again for two weeks in a row, my hand will be firmly placed on the panic button. Okay? I'm a little on edge about this. I don't know if you can tell. I'm nervous going into this Texans game. It's not going to happen. We don't live in that world. We're going to beat up on the Texans. That's what's going to happen. It's going to be 38 to 14 Jags. All right. I, I correctly predicted all the scores from the Colts game, but I didn't predict the scores from the Chiefs game. So it's my fault. It's my fault. I didn't predict any scores. So therefore we didn't get any. So, That being said, Evan Ingram touches the end zone against the Houston Texans. Devin Lloyd touches the end zone Mm. against the Houston Texans. Tank Bigsby touches the end zone against the Houston Texans twice. Mm. Not once. Not three times, but, but, but twice. So that's two for Tank, one for Evan, one for D Lloyd. And just because I'm feeling good, let's get Zay Jones back in the end zone, yeah? Let's get those two feet down. Make it maybe three feet, four (laughs) feet, any fucking feet. Let's just have somebody carry that brown ball with the laces on it over the fucking goal line for a goddamn touchdown because it's been four whole quarters of football since I've seen a Jaguar player in that beautiful eight-yard rectangle with that's with color that's called the fucking end zone. We need it. Big time. Get right game. Thank you, Houston. And then we fly to London to possibly take on the 3-0 and
0: Falcons. 3-0
1: and Falcons? Pat? Pat, uh, you fucking hey. called it?
0: Some guys know ball. Some guys think they know ball. You know, that's just how it is. <laughs> his, his, uh, you nailed it. Get right game. Okay, listen. You remember when we dismantled Houston last year? It's going to be a very similar situation. The only difference is they got a new quarterback uh running the show. And like you mentioned, Damian Pierce, not very loud. They're taking the ball out of his hands. They're shoving it through CJ and they're expecting him to make big ball plays. Guess what? Big ball plays ain't coming. They haven't been coming. They're not gonna be coming anytime soon. So uh unless he's playing your J V B team, that's it. That's the that's the only time that he's gonna be balling and performing. And this defense, as you saw last week, is no J V team. I expect pressure on CJ Stroud, I expect CJ Sprout to get, you know, uh, Antsy make make quick decisions and, and he's gonna pay for those decisions. Two picks easy for CJ Stroud. Uh Cisco out there dog hunting, just, just waiting for the opportunity to, to to ball hawk. I got the this secondary should play lights out. All right. They should allow nothing in space. Um I, I, I want to see Devin Lloyd. Devin Lloyd had two pass deflections, very quiet. Uh now it hasn't been very uh spoken about, but Devin Lloyd stepping up in the zone. That was a that was a big Problem area that we have with Devin Lloyd, to being out in space, trying to find a receiver, find a target, get hands on the ball. Looked great last week. Well, I'm going to see some more of that. All the way for six points, buddy. That's, what, that's my prediction. And all the way, all the way that's for my six, prediction. Sean said. Put that to the bank. Uh, speaking of bank, tank. You could see that he took a step back last week. Maybe he's he he t- on the bench. Maybe, d- maybe, maybe a little house. coaching. Maybe a little coaching there after week one, after the the popped up pick and the fumble. Maybe, uh, hey, a little reality check. A little, uh, you know, hey, he didn't play the entire
1: game, I, and then they bring him in. It, it happens it at happens. the very end. I like, know it one won't. of the biggest plays of the game. You just I, so many decisions from that game. I'm left scratching my head. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know?
0: I'm just like... Now, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. After what we discussed last week, who's calling shots? Oh, no. I think I think his headset
1: might not be plugged in next week. P- Press Taylor, I mean. Yeah. I I think guess. Press Taylor might have an easy bake oven for a headset. <laughs> you might see him. Why does Press' headset say Fisher Price on it? What does this button do, Press? He presses, don't touch it.
0: <laughs> Moo. <Move>. Pre- <laughs> Press Press is gonna be wearing earmuffs with a shoestring tied to the end of it. Okay, that's what he's gonna be wearing next week. Uh, Doug Peterson is mad, dude. It's mad.
1: He, I would, oh, man. It's it's he's just lucky. it's
0: just the one. It's just the first and one. That's the only one that really pisses me off. God, yeah, that's know, the, the only shotgun. one that pisses oh me off. God. You can. I'll take everything over again next week, and I I would not complain about it if it was just the first and one. I you can't do it. I'm sorry. Trevor's six foot six. He's a giant human being. Okay. Zell. Just, just lay down. Lay down. That's all you got to do. Shout out to Trevor, though. Best plays of the game.
1: Both slides. The, this kid is not taking another hit. That's what no, he, well, he's learning. He's, he's learning. The a, baseball a, slide looks good. My, the baseball slide looks great. That's my biggest takeaway. Best thing I saw on offense all day. I'm done. With Jamal Agnew, dude. No, I'm not entertaining the take. I love take. him on I'm special not, teams. I'm
0: not, I'm not entertaining the take. I'm not doing it. You
1: don't want. You love Jamal
0: Agnew on offense right now because it looks so crisp love, and so clean. Listen, it. And again, Press Taylor. I'm just going to sprinkle it. You're not putting it on I'll, Agnew. The ball went right through his hands. What I will tell you, okay? We're not even talking about special teams because we both agree that he changes the game entirely. Yeah, with special teams. We exactly. He's a huge. He's the best special teamer in the league. Plugged into the offense. Appropriately, okay, and it's and listen. It, the 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 offense is like an orchestra. Okay, you have to time All each right, sequence go, beautifully because if you don't, if you just put a random trumpet in when there should be a drum, i.e., that Christian Kirk fancy schmancy play from lateral to lateral that went for fucking minus one. When you pull bullshit out like that when it's not time for it, that's the result. When you plug Jamal, because Jamal Agnew seeing the ball three times a game, that's it. That's all. That's all you're if if two, three times a game, that's when he sees it offensively. If you do not key it in when it's supposed to go in. okay, it's not going to work. There is a method to the madness in offense. People aren't just sitting back and saying, oh, uh, let's do dive, dive, pass or pass, dive. No, it's how the game flows. Okay, it's true. To a molecular level, it's true. That's what it boils down to. So if you're plugging in the Jamal Agnew plays when when you really shouldn't be, yes, you're going to find bad blow-up explosions. It's not going to work. But I'm telling you, when used correctly, just like seasoning, just a little bit of seasoning, all right, when you do it right, it really really sets it off for you, okay? (laughs) It's not setting off for you. You're putting too much salt in the pasta, okay? It's not going to work. I'm sorry. But just a little bit, it'll work. Just, just take time, relax. Don't, don't, don't go nuts. Don't go crazy. Because next week, if Jamal Agnew gets a nice little sweep, a nice little misdirection sweep, and goes for twenty and touchdown, what are you going to say? Oh, Pat, look at that beautifully orchestrated. I'll offense. say Jamal
1: Agnew and I have something in common. We both have a missed erection.
2: <laughs> okay, okay, we'll end it right there. This game's got y'all all over the place today. So we're going to keep it short. Not much more needs to be said anyway. A very disappointing loss. But at the end of the day, we were expecting it. So whatever. Bring on the Texans. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in to the Duval Hot Takes podcast. I'm Taylor Smith, moderator. Sean Daly,
0: very sad host. Pat Smith, sunburning, enthusiastic. Devin May, disappointing facts and stats.
2: The O and two Houston Texans come to Jacksonville for our second home game Sunday, September 24th kickoff at 1 PM Eastern. Let's get the W here before we go off to London, because that game will be against a potentially three and O Falcons. And we need to be right and ready for that. But until then, we'll see you at the tailgate. We'll see you at the game and we'll see you on X at Duval hot takes. Follow us there for daily takes between games live updates during and then meet us right back here next week to do it all again peace